This is live on my screen. So I guess we're live. I don't know what's going on. Yes, we're <laughs> live now. The last 50 seconds, I'm sitting here trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> we are back. That's Mr. Call. Oh, I'm sorry. We are back. Back live after a, a brief week banning or suspension. What should I call it? What would you call it? Uh, uh, suspension. I'm warning. Not say what happened? Yeah, I guess it was a warning. Because I was a poor, apparently bullying people. But before we get started, let me do an intro. I am Roz Mix. This is Ken Shock. This is Mixed Up Thoughts Podcast, live show, live streams. We are streaming live on YouTube. But if you're watching, listening to us on Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, all that good stuff. Pandora now. Pandora. So if you listen to us on all that good stuff, make sure you give us a thumbs up. Uh, leave us a comment. Leave us a review. You know, subscribe to us. Repost us on SoundCloud. All that good stuff so we can keep this, keep this going. Thank you everybody for our support. Thanks to all the loyal fans who stuck with me during these suspensions that I be going through. <laughs> <laughs> they happen a lot more than what you think. Uh, my copyright strikes, you know, people who stay loyal with the channel, people who stay loyal all these years. Well, it's been two years, I would say. About that. People, I mean, I, I, I greatly appreciate all y'all, people who stay loyal for this time and kept with me even when I stopped doing it myself and then come back later and just started over all over again. <laughs> the people who've been with me since uh what was the name of the podcast? Zexy Genius. Yeah. People been fans Zexy of the, uh, <laughs> people who've been fans of the podcast before. This is for y'all. I mean this this show is for y'all. You know, I appreciate y'all so much. Y'all keep me going. The positive feedback I get, you know, the little comments I get. Uh, I shout out to Margie Diamond, who, you know, kind of renewed my interest in doing the podcast again. And uh, I don't know what to, who else to thank. Who else you, anyone you want to thank? Um, I don't know. People that I've asked to listen, tune in. My, my sons for making appearances every now and again. And anybody who listens to them and has joined because of them, thank you. And because of the the striker band, we haven't had a chance to talk about this yet. Travis Scott, Astro World, the tragedy that happened. Uh, the young boy, ten year old boy, just recently passed. So that brings uh, dead people, uh, ten people who passed from this result of this concert and tragedy that happened. Uh, Monarch wanted to come on and talk all the, talk about it with us. I'm not sure where she's been. <laughs> she she's been working a lot, but it's been crazy, and it's been a lot of people blaming everybody. I think a little bit of everybody deserves the blame for it. <laughs> uh, what do you I mean? What have you seen from it that you looked at it? 
Um, the the news cycles that I've seen about it have tried to spin it like it was some kind of conspiracy that he caused it to happen. And I don't know all of the facts, but I don't think that that's the case. I don't think he purposely intended for this to happen. But I'm not sure what he could have done to prevent it. The reason he's getting blamed, the reason he's getting, the people saying he's causing it because this is the energy he wants at his shows. Uh, when it when they said when they announced the ticket sales, he said if we're sold out, find a way to get in. You know what I'm saying? Like tear down and get in there by any means possible. And he erased a tweet right after he sent it, but you know that wasn't pervading what he said. But it pretty much told people if it's sold out, if you're a true fan, you'll find a way to get in. <laughs> so that's not good. Yeah, and this is you know he wants people to rage and. Yeah, raging is not the same as, you know, just having a regular mosh pit at a rock concert. Raging is what they, you know, everybody goes crazy and, you know, and this is what happens. If you bring in this type of energy to a show and this is what you want and this is what you're going to get. I mean, there's no other way to put it. If people who, you know, you you know what energy to expect when you go to a concert. If I'm going to a Devin the Dude concert, I know it's going to be laid back. It's going to be smoke in the air. And you're going to hear some smooth rap, some hip hop. If I go to a Lil John concert, <laughs> it's going to be amped up, high energy, people throwing elbows, might be a couple fights. It's going to definitely it's going to be a couple fights in there. You know, this is the energy that it brings. And his energy is raging out, going crazy, you know, pushing and shoving and doing whatever it takes to get to the stage. And and that's why he's getting a lot of the blame for it. And people people try to ignore that fact. I mean, he didn't come out and tell people, hey, come out and act crazy and push people around and stop and challenge people. But that's the energy he asks for. That's the energy he wants for his shows. And that's the energy he's getting I don't, I, but I mean, the, the whole push towards the stage, is that actually what he's asking for, is for people to try to get onto the stage with him? Not get on stage, but he just wants, he wants he wants craziness. He wants that rage and people acting crazy and dancing and, you know. But is it just because there's too many people in one area that the, the push happened? Because, I mean, you can jump around and... and dance and be crazy without trampling people You're but right. it seems like there was like a push to get to the stage and that's what caused the people to start getting trampled and i i'm, I'm not sure that that's what he's asking for i i get what you're saying that he is asking for high energy and hyped up energy but what caused the the crowd to suddenly surge because that's he came on stage because oh, he came on stage. Okay. Just because. And they, yeah. And they've been there all day drinking, doing whatever book, whatever drug imaginable. And he comes out and they all rush the stage to see him. Okay. I mean, have you ever been to a concert where you're just like in the standing room? You know, it's kind of calm with the opening acts. 
and then as soon as the main person comes out, it's like a push. There's always a push. Like people want to get closer to see him. And when you have over 50,000 people of all ages and sizes, <laughs> it's, it's going to be madness. Somebody said that the, the show was a general mission, all ages show. Ugh, that is crazy. Yeah. Who would who? That is ridiculous. That's asking for trouble. If I see a show and it says all ages, I'm not going. Because that's. Because yeah, you got to expect that there's going to be kids in the crowd. Yeah, and there's kids and there's grown men who still act like kids. You know, and there was the, the clips from the show was just crazy. People fighting in the crowd. I said before the show even happened, they show people trampling down the, the uh, barriers and sneaking. Everybody trampling each other to get in. I said they should have stopped the show then because it's clearly it's out of control. Because they trampled the, the the barricades, and I said a good fifty to hundred people got into the show. And that's just me being nice. It could have been more. I mean, I'm pretty sure it happened at other places too, where people were trampling down the barricades and getting in. So, out of those 5,200 people who got in, you know, they probably knew that they didn't have no tickets. What uh, do they have on them? What what are they bringing in? You know what I'm saying? What are they bringing in? Because they're not getting patted down. They're not getting checked. So, what do they have in their pockets? And that's where the danger comes in, because you know. All it takes is one crazy person. He sees a gate down. Oh, let me go in, run in there. Oh, I got my pistol on me. Oh, you know, it's fuck it. I'm getting in there. You know, that's all it takes is one crazy person like that. And you Lord knows what can happen. Yeah, I didn't read anything about anything like that happening though. I thought, it was, I thought it was just, you know, just like a surge of people. And I've been caught in a surge of people like that, and it is not fun. It is not. I just basically balled up under my seat and just let people go over me. Um, but it's you balled it, up in your seat. Well, un, well, under where I was supposed to be sitting or standing, I just kind of balled up down, and I didn't get stepped on, but like I could feel people pushing around me, and it, it was not cool. Well, nah, this is outside, so there's no seats or nothing. There's you just yeah. This was this was inside, so and I was in the middle of the arena, so That's I wasn't close to the stage. I wasn't. Well, it was just like oh, that's too crazy. Isn't it? I can't get this light right for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like they showed uh, Lollapalooza in Chicago from earlier. The TikToks from there, where the girl was like, just she couldn't move. She always had her hand like this, filming herself. It was like she was just moving with the crowd, like, like claustrophobic. Like, no, I can't. Nah, I'm too old for that. I I, I was I wasn't ready either. But um, yeah, it's but it, I can't imagine how the people that like actually got trampled to death. What they had to be, you know, because you can I, you can feel people moving around you, and if you get like swept under that, 
you know, you, you want somebody to help you. You can hear people. You can see people. And just nobody would, would help you. Or they probably, like, they probably didn't even know they were there. That was part of the rage. You're raging and you're just whatever, whatever happens. And you're stepping on people. You're you're kicking people. And, and it is madness. I mean, the, the, the guy just wanted to take his son, his 10-year-old son, to go see Travis Scott. This, the kid probably seen Travis Scott on, you know, his um, Fortnite game. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I just want to go take him to go see him. And he probably had the, the, the Travis Scott McDonald's meal. You know, just, just simple stuff. He said, and as a dad, you want to, you wanna, I understand what he was thinking. You know what? I'm going to take my son to go see Travis Scott. I'm going to be dad of the year after this. After, you know, I'm going to take my son to go see Travis Scott. I'm going to stand back. Mm-hmm. My, my shoulders, which have he had them on his shoulders, and we're going to enjoy the show. But they got caught up in the surge, and he got he passed out a little bit, and the sun fell, and he got trampled. And it's like that's got to be the. I feel so bad for the dad. It's like you were just trying to have a moment with your son to go see this show, and now you lost him forever. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, because think of the million things that could have happened. You could have got caught in traffic. You could have there could have been a rainstorm. You could have got a flat tire. There were so many things that could have like happened because that's what would be running through my mind. Why didn't this happen? Why didn't that happen? Why didn't something stop me from getting to that concert? Why wasn't there any intervening? anything you know that's what would be running through my head that's what would drive me absolutely insane and that's gonna live with them forever it's like <laughs> i know I just wanted to be a good dad and pay this 300 plus ticket to go take my son to see travis scott and madness ensued and he lost his son not to mention the child's mother I don't know if they're together or whatever, but she's going to hate that man forever. Or at least I would if it was if I was in that situation. And it's not he didn't do anything. He had no bad intentions. It's yeah, like he said, no he just intentions. wanted he wanted to do something great for his son. And this horrible thing happened. Yeah, I mean, that's why I said the show shouldn't be an all ages show. <laughs> it shouldn't be, you know. Or at least, yeah, if they're gonna do do time it differently, you know, have like an earlier show or something. I I'm not sure how the the time was set on the show, but it was a, it was a it was a pretty much a festival. They had all shows. They had people performing all day. Uh, even Master P even performed there earlier in the day. It was an all-day show. There's people performing all day. It's a big festival. But was he like the 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 big headliner? Who? Travis Scott. Yeah, Travis Scott. It's his it's his festival that he puts on yearly. That he had, you know, it was carnival games and carnival. Rock. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to speak, but. It's a big festival that he has, and this Astro World, and it's supposed to be like 
his imagination of a festival or a carnival or some crazy shit and it's he has it and it's just an all day event and people go crazy out there. And this it could I, I don't know, could it have been run better? Could there have been more security? That's as I said, when the people started tearing down the barriers and people just climbing in by the dozens, you gotta stop everything like, hold on, wait, we need to stop. Stop. We need to stop this right now. Because that had caused more violence? Yeah. I mean, but you need to stop and like, okay, we need to check everybody who's supposed to be in here. I mean, I'm pretty sure they don't. I mean, something has to be done. Something needs to be shut down. We're like, okay, look, people are just climbing in by the dozens. We don't, we can't, we already at capacity with 50,000 tickets sold, which is an absurd number. <laughs> We already had three hundred dollars a pop. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And people were talking about, you know, you had the tickets, you had parking, you had concessions, and you had um merch. So he was going to gain a a shitload of money from this. And I'm thinking the the promoters got greedy. I mean, you selling this many tickets to a to an event, all ages. So who are you marketing to? You marketing the kids to go to go to your parents to get money to come to this show? You got grown men in there drunk fighting. Can you imagine your twelve year olds in this in this shit? You know what I'm saying? No, <laughs> I cannot. But yeah, it. It's, it's just tragic because. I mean, and people were, you know, giving Travis Scott a lot of bail, talking about he's not responsible. Yeah, he's not responsible at the same time. This is the energy that he wants. This is what the, you know, I'm saying he want, he's not want, he don't want people to die, but he wants that high energy, raging, you know, craziness as it shows. And you can get away from it for so long where people, you know, uh, somebody's going to take it too far, of course. And it seems like a lot of people took it too far at this show. When you got people tearing down to get in, it's going to go. It's going to get too far. Yeah, it seems like security should have done something at that point. You're right. You know, if you got people climbing over barriers and, and you know. Right, and they should have been Somebody should have been, yeah, at that point, where's stopping your, it. Because where's, your wrist, where's your wristband? Yeah, he you wasn't on wristband? stage at okay. that point. Yeah, this is, this is early in the day. It should have been like, okay, we need to do, we need to do sweeps. A lot of people in here are not supposed to be here. We need to get them up out of here. We need to get this. We need to get this back under control. And they should have been going by. Where's your wristband? You know, because I'm pretty sure they had some type of wristband or something to say you should be in there. Where's your wristband? Oh, you're gonna wristband? Okay. Get him. He's out of here. Okay, next. You know what I'm saying? Just doing, walking around and just checking people. Yeah, so, so from what I read, read, it sounds like he didn't have enough security. Or at least they weren't trained properly. The one guy did an interview where he said, I got to, pretty much got the job through a text <laughs> a text conversation and they were going to pay me through cash out. I still haven't been paid. Wow. So <laughs> he said he wasn't trained for it. He just was out there. 
so I'm pretty sure because there I've been they for festivals that's where they hire people. I I worked a festival once where where it pretty much was they text you, can you be at this location at this time? We're gonna pay you this amount of, per hour. Do you want it? Yes or no? Yes, I'll be there. <laughs> so and you show up, they give you a jacket or a t-shirt, stand here and act like security. Cool. I've what does that, that mean? <laughs> huh? What does that mean? Act like security. <laughs> Check bags, make sure nobody's bringing anything, and just, you know, be like security. So, it, you know, you'll have like a couple guys my age, a couple teenagers, <laughs> and we're all standing by the gate acting like we're security. Lord knows if something really happened. I'm not putting my life on the line to stop to, to stop people doing doing this. Okay, you know, that t shirt can come off just as quickly as I put it on. Right. <laughs> I am no longer security. I am part of the crowd. And I'm but luckily the one the one festival that I did was just it was like shit. A few thousand people. So it wasn't nothing, nothing to be worried about at all. And I was like, oh, this is simple. Easiest money out probably some of the easiest money I ever made, but I'm pretty sure you live in, you know, major cities. They have those companies where you can do that at and you get on you put your name in the mailing list for events like that. I still get those every once in a while. Are you because you know for Badger Game Days, can you come do like let's just say the Gatorade stand? They they send you a text. Can you do Saturday three to seven? Uh, wear dark pants and it will provide you a t shirt. You know, and they tell you like 20 bucks an hour. You reply yes, they give you the details, you go out there, they give you the t shirt, and you stand out there and you give free samples of Gatorade to everybody. <laughs> hmm. And that's what they do that for security. It's like, so you get these guys out there who just looking to make some easy mail on the weekend, working the security, but, you know, my little gamer mind is kicking in. I'm like, they have no crowd control. <laughs> They're, but I, I mean, seriously, they need people that understand how to do crowd control. And it doesn't sound the like they greedy. They got greedy. They figured they saw the numbers like, yo, we can sell 50,000 tickets. And how much? Yeah, but then they still have to pay for the space, the electricity, the setup, the breakdown, the and they skimped yeah. on security. I'm pretty sure that wasn't the only thing they skimped on. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure there weren't enough bathrooms and you know they weren't being cleaned every time they needed to be. And you know, the concession stands, we wonder where the ice came from. But security is the one place especially knowing the type of energy he brings to his shows, that's the one place you shouldn't have skimped on. Well, they said they had, I think it was like around 750 train security. So that's like cops or off-duty cops and things of that nature. But when you're dealing with 50,000 people, unless you've got a good thousand cops, you know, 5,000 cops. Yeah, that, that, that wasn't <laughs> enough. I mean, they had cops on horses, but when it's that dense, a, a crowd like that, them horses can't get in there. And it's no, dark. but they can. They can use the horses because 
if I see, if I have to choose between bumping into a man and bumping into a horse, I'm bumping into the man. I'm going to get out of the way of a horse. So they, they should have been able to use the horses to, you know, break okay. up the crowd, but maybe they didn't have enough of them or maybe they weren't being used properly or I don't know. You're it's thinking, just, you're thinking with a sober mind, a, an older woman's sober mind. I don't, I don't mean to call you older, but I'm saying like a mature woman's sober mind. We're talking about twenty-two-year-old high off their mind. Even at twenty-two, high out of my mind in the dark. If a horse is coming at me, I'm moving. That's you. You got people <laughs> who's raging out their mind. On oh, Lord knows what, they're not moving. <laughs> people were dancing on top of ambulances. People were dancing on top of ambulances. But ambulances sit still. Horses are live animals. Horses are very large animals. And I'm thinking, and I don't think the cops will take their horses in that type of situation at night like that, in that type of situation. They, they Maybe they didn't. I don't know, but I, I, if I had or, that type of security, I think I could have it, it should have been utilized better for at least, but I get what you're saying. They're high and they're, you know. I don't think they would. I don't think a cop would take a, a horse in that type of situation. It's dark, and you your horse gets, you know, people are high out their mind. You step on somebody, now they suing. The, you know what I'm saying? A horse stepped to my leg and broke my leg. I was just enjoying the show. I don't, you know. <laughs> Do you want those lawsuits? I mean, or somebody, you know, people start panicking and run and they knock over your horse and break its leg. Horses don't come back from broken legs that much, so it's it's a tough situation. Race horses don't come back from broken legs. Other horses can't recover. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I never know. You know, race horses they they no they they're once once they break a leg or something like that they're put out the pasture, but they are still used to to as studs and things like that. They don't just take most... them out and shoot them. <laughs> Man, they did back in the day. Broke your leg, it's over. It's a wrap for you. You're no longer good to me. So <laughs> glue factory for you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel bad for the families involved. I feel really bad for them. Yeah. Um, I feel bad for people who got hurt. <laughs> Do you think you'll face any charges? I don't know about charges, but he's gonna face a lot of lawsuits. The lawsuits are coming. They are coming. I think there was like a lawsuit that same Monday after it happened. The lawsuit started coming in. So, but didn't he try to get ahead of it and say he was going to pay for like the funeral expenses or whatever for all the families? Don't give me that look. I just, I'm just saying. Yeah, he did, he but said. it's like, thank you, but it's like the same time, it's like nah. <laughs> You know, I appreciate the thought, but there's no reason my son or daughter goes to your show and now they're no longer here on earth. There's no reason for that at all. And I think you know, they're going to have trouble proving that he was the cause, though. They ain't got to prove he was the cause. They got to prove that it was not well managed, which led to the death. 
they got to prove that there wasn't enough security. They got to prove that they was security wasn't trained. They got to prove that things were not done properly, which should be kind of evident. You know what I'm saying? You get a decent lawyer, he can, you know. I'm pretty sure they, they, they're gonna try to settle. They're gonna try to settle right away. I don't know that that seems that's that's a lot of hurdles to get over. You because you have to prove that because I went to this situation, and you a didn't provide enough security, b didn't do the right amount of crowd control or whatever, c um, didn't because they have to prove he acted negligently in some way. And so it, him, but the promoters. No, they, they're going to go after him. They're not going after the promoters. He's the no, one with going, the money. No, the, prom- the, the, the lawsuits are both. It's Live Nation, which threw the concert, and him. So they have they. It, it covers both of them because it's his show. It's his. It's his thing, and Live Nation was the one who, who provide. You know, so. But. If if Live Nation is the one that set up the security and everything, he can default and say, I paid them to do this. And so then if they go after them and they say, well, I was never paid for the show. So I have no money to pay you. You have to go after him if you want damages. Then it's just back and forth. I didn't set it up. They set it up. I have no money. You have to go after him. So that's going to take years to settle. And that, that that just, but a monetary settlement, is that to get punishment where you couldn't necessarily get legal punishment? Is that what that's about? Because money's not going to bring your family member back. Right. I, yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it's like you, you're you hurt and you feel that something more could have been done. This should not be happening. You should not go to a festival and be in danger of dying. <laughs> you know, that's, and, that's what it's, and that's what it's going to come down to. And they're so, going to have to and they're going to have to prove that the the promoters were at fault for not setting a set, not having a safe situation for people to enjoy the show. So, because they cannot go after them criminally, that's why people go after them civilly. Right. Okay. Because if you go after them criminally, what can you charge them with? Nothing. For, 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 you know. Because there's uh, no intent. Talking right. There's no intent, and they they didn't inspire the riot. You know, they they didn't say anything inflammatory enough to cause the riot. All they did was step on stage, and the crowd reacted, and that's not their fault. So there's nothing criminal you could. But that's what I always wondered: is why people sue people in civil court, and it's because they can't do any criminal action against them. Okay. And the one thing I would say about Travis Scott is that people were saying he's seen the people getting carried off and like you can't get mad at him for not stopping when he's seen that because most major concerts, people are falling out in them. 
and getting carried out from the, you know what I'm saying? They, they, people were passing out at all these shows. <coughs> Watch old Michael Jackson concerts. People are just falling out. People by the, was, they by just the, had ambulances lined up. Right. <laughs> well, he probably was thinking like, yo, I'm killing them. I hate to use the phrase, I'm killing them. They passing out. And, you know, but they really are dying. You know, that's got to be so messed up because he's up on the stage. He's not, he's just seeing just a mass of people, you know. He's performing. Mm -hmm. He can't really see somebody falling and getting stamped, you know, getting stepped on. And, you know, it's, it's, it's so bad. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, Do you think he should not hold this type of event in the future? Or do you think oh, he, if he holds this type of events in the future, he should have more security? No, he should never do this type of event again. <laughs> no. Because, no, he should never hold this type of event. But didn't this happen, something similar, not people dying, but like, the crowd surging and something. Didn't this happen at something at the same festival he held several years before? I'm pretty sure it did, but it wasn't to this degree. Right. But he's a you know, he his popularity grows, more people want to come, and you got people who like you said, you got people who just want to come and see a show. You know, let me just hang back and watch the show. And you got people who wanna Yo, Travis Scott said we need to rage. This is what raging is. And people were posting on TikTok. Y'all some babies. This is what raging is. You know, you go wild to concerts and like, yo, you're a grown man. What is you talking about? You know what I'm saying? If you see somebody on the ground, stop. You know, pick them up. I don't understand what you mean by when he says he wants you to rage. I don't it's, understand what that means. It's like a, you know... You've been to, have you been to, okay, I went to a Tech Nine concert, right? Tech Nine's rap, but he has a lot of white friend, white fans like Travis Scott. They do a mosh pit in the middle of the floor. But the thing is about the mosh pit, they have, like, they have rules to a mosh pit. If they, if the mosh pit, the mosh pit get going, and the people... I don't know who it was who who was watching it, but they had people who were watching the mosh pit. If it started to get too wild, they would flash the lights on them, and they would all stop and slow down. Like okay, they flash the lights, so slow everybody. Everybody likes everybody like calm down, and then they they'll start it back up. You know, at the normal rate, mm -hmm. and every once in a while it'll get super crazy, like ah, and then people would, like jump in, the, and then they'll start flashing the lights, and then oh, okay, okay. Everybody calm down. <laughs> Everybody calm down. Let's get to a normal mosh pit, which is just pushing and, you know, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And he, in one of his lyrics, he said, it's not a mosh pit unless somebody gets hurt, which is not normal mosh pit, you know, rules. And right. His mosh pits are crazy where everybody is just crazy and elbowing. I mean, it happens all over the place and people are not, who don't even want to be in the mosh pit, end up in the mosh pit and they're getting stepped on and so there's is there's no control over the quote unquote mosh pit at his right. shows. Okay, okay, that I understand. <laughs> and like there, people were saying, you know, 
that's the mosh pit stuff happens. Like people were like showing on Twitter, like no, that's not what happens in mosh pit. They were showing different concerts, a rock concert for the guy would be on stage, like, oh stop, 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 pick that guy up. That's not how you mosh pit. You know the rules. Somebody falls, you pick them up. Get that person up. Are you okay? You need help? You need anything? All right, you good? All right, let's go back to it. Y'all know the rules of the mosh pit, and they they kept they show like five different clips of people doing that. And he was like, you know, one guy's like, "What's the rules of the mosh pit?" Somebody falls, and the whole crowd's like, "Pick them up." I was like, "Yo, that's nice." You know what I'm saying? They people look out for each other, but his shows is people just like looking out for themselves, and that's just I don't know, it's just a new generational thing where I'm looking out for myself, and this is life or death in this mosh pit, and I'm people standing next to it catch an elbow too, and and that's what happens. It sounds like they they were doing something that they didn't know the rules of. Right, and Joe Budden said it best. Said it best that uh, black people don't know how to mosh pit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, no, no, you just say black people. We said uh, rap fans don't know how to hip hop. Doesn't know how to mosh pit. And I was like, you might have something there because we don't. I mean, because outside looking in, it looks like just chaos and just chaos and just. Anything could happen, but it's not the case. It's controlled and, chaos. Yeah, it's controlled chaos. And what happens at Travis Scott is just flat out chaos. Just chaos. You know? And this is what happens. And it was bound to happen <laughs> with you know the way things were headed. So what do you think this means for his career? Does he have to pivot and change direction? Can he continue to do the same kind of music, or does he have to kind of change the energy that he's bringing? He's lost his sponsors. Uh, Fortnite, Fortnite took him off to everything. You can no longer buy his skins on Fortnite. You can no, you know, so he's completely off of there. Um, I heard some other sponsors. I don't know if he lost McDonald's or Nike, but I'm pretty sure they're debating. Like, do we need to keep this guy on? And that's why I said he can't do another show like this. Because if you do another show like this, and even if nothing happens, and he's still having these wild shows, he's gonna lose all his sponsors. Like, if you you continue to do this, we can't have you know we can't have this. Right. And I'm pretty sure people are working with him now to you know keep things calm and you know but tell him what this is what you should do. And I don't know because that's his, you know his music. That's his music. I mean I don't know if he could scale it down. Or what? Because he's been known to do this. Like somebody said that at one of his shows, there was a guy in this up on stop on top of the speakers, and he told him to jump in the crowd and try to, you know. And the guy jumped, and everybody moved out the way, and he broke his collarbone or something. You know, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's it's a wild thing. So. That's what that's what's going on. I mean, <clears throat> we'll see what happens. He's going to lose a lot of money because he's going to get he's going to he's going to cover these losses. I mean, that's yeah. He's probably going to do like you said a lot of settlements just to keep it from dragging out in court. So, <clears throat> so we'll see. I mean. Well, it seems like he's at a, a, a crossroads here. He's going to have to make some decisions about how he performs, what he performs. 
Because this kind of chaos can't continue. Okay, so the other thing I want to talk about. I know you don't watch Insecure. <laughs> so I'm not going to ask you, have you seen it? The latest episode was one that kind of that kind of hit home for a lot of people, me included. It was talking about um, more or less co-parenting. And the character Lawrence had a baby with a woman. Her name was Condola. And she lived in L.A. And he had to move to San Francisco for a job. I'm not from that area. I don't know how far, but he had to take a flight to get back and forth to mm-hmm. see his baby. And when she told him she was pregnant, he he told her, and she's like, no, you know, I can take care of this by myself. You know, I'm not what all women say. I could, I could do it by myself. I don't need y'all. You know, that type of thing. He's like, no, you know, I'm going to try to come back and help you as much as I can. You know, I got you. I'm going to try my best. Even though we live super far away, I'm going to try to make it work. And they don't really go into too many details how much he was there during a the pregnancy. But he was on a blind date in the middle of dinner. Well, it was like the beginning of dinner. Like, they've got drinks. And he gets a text. And he looks at the text and he looks at the girl like, oh, shit. I got to go. My baby was just born. And she was like, thought he was joking. Like, ha, ha, that's funny. No, what's going on? He's like, no, for real. My son was just born. I got to go. He gave her money for the dinner and left. <laughs> so he's. You know, he's it's messed up. It's like people are saying like he you know, if he's being in dog, be like he wasn't trying hard enough, like how could he you know he was trying. I get it. As a dad, you know, you try. Sometimes you can't do your best. But it came down to a couple scenes where it like really struck a nerve where there was at a party. There's a there's a party for one of their friends had a kid, it was a one year old's party. And they were there together with the baby. And he walked off with the baby and she was talking to someone. So he came back and the baby had some carrots on his face. And she was like, what is that? He's like, oh, I stopped at the you know the, the food table and I gave him a little bit of carrots to see if it would ha- see what happens, if he'll like it. And she's like, how could you? I didn't want to introduce uh, real food until, until this, you know, until he was like, you know, I forget she said, like eight months or so. He's like, oh, well, you know, he liked it. He ate it. There's no problem. You know, he's good. Well, we, I didn't know if he was allergic or not. It's like she was like throwing a fit. And he was like, it's okay. He just carrots. He ate it. He liked it. There's no big deal. You know, we won't do anymore. Uh, you just don't know. You just do things. That don't, give me my baby. And like she was going off. And, and I was like, yo. I've been in this situation where, you know, in, in it was tough. It was tough. It was kind of tough to watch because, you know, I've been like, you know, I've been in that type of situation where I, you know, dealing with somebody with their first baby and you're, you know, about kids and you're trying to tell them and like, no, I know, no, I know everything, that type of situation. And the climax came where he wanted to get the baby for, I think the weekend. So he flew down. He had a room ready. And he's going to get the baby overnight. The baby was around six or seven months, I guess. And when he went to pick up the baby, the baby was a little fussy, as babies get, because that's what babies do. 
and the baby was crying and throwing a fit. And he was trying to, you know, he took the baby, was trying to calm him down. And then he was like, oh, you know, it's no problem. It's just a little fussy, you know. I got the car. I got the right car seat. I bought the right car seat that you said I should get. Because, you know, moms only want one certain, type, one, certain, one certain type of car seat. But, you know, that's a different story. And so the baby's fussing. And she's like, no, no, I, I, you know what? You know what? I'm just going to keep him. He can't go with you. He's fussy, and he needs to be with me. And he was like, yo, I came, I just flew down here to see my baby. Keep it overnight. And now you're saying no? And she was like fussing like, no, he's fussy, he's fussy. He needs me. He doesn't need you. You don't know what to do with a baby, you know, that type of bullshit, you know. He was like, yo, give me my baby. <laughs> and he was like, you know what? I'm going to get to see my baby no matter what, no matter what I have to do. And she was like, what? And he was like, you heard what I said. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was feeling it because I've been in this type of situation before. It's like, yo, I'm trying to be a dad. I want to spend time with my kid too. It's our baby. I understand that right. you told it. You carried it for nine months and it came out of you, but it came out of me, part of me too. You know what I'm saying? Mothers, I was a very young mother. And I wanted nothing more than my daughter's father to be there to help. You know, but first-time mothers, a lot of them, you know, they, they read all these books and they go through Facebook and all this other crap and blah, 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 blah. And everybody's telling them this and this and this. All I had in my ear was my mother. And my mother was like, this is what you need to do. She taught me the basics because she did not give me any freedom. She didn't take care of my, baby. you know, like, you know, when you're a young mother, sometimes your mother will take the baby on and take over no, mm -hmm. she was like, this is how you bathe the baby. This, so I told him, this is how you bathe the baby. So I made him as involved. But a lot of first-time mothers don't do that. They shut the fathers out. And I think that is cruel. That is 100% cruel. Because like you said, that's your baby too. And if nobody shows you, how to take care of the baby. You didn't you weren't born knowing how to take care of a baby. Neither was she, but she's read everything that was ever written and you don't know where to look. So if nobody shows you and nobody helps you, you feel like you're always floundering like she's always better at it than you when she should be helping you. If she's got all this knowledge, why isn't she passing it on to you? Why isn't she helping you? learn how to take care of your baby just like she did. That's not fair. I'm going to tell you this. A lot of books are bullshit. A lot of Facebook posts and everything about taking care of babies are bullshit. Mm -hmm. you, have to, you have to take care of a baby to know how to take care of a baby. And a lot of frustration is that a lot of people think, you know, a lot of people think they read one book and now they're professionals on how to take care of a baby, but if you're so good with babies and know everything, why is the baby crying and fussy in the first place? You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to be such a great person, know what to do. Okay, the baby's crying. So make it stop there, since you know, since you know all the things in the world. Oh, no. you can't, huh? Oh, okay. No, so no, no. 
He just needs to work through his frustration. We need to let him cry. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Because I'm a big believer in shut it up. <laughs> and I don't care if that means pick it up, rock it, put a bottle in his mouth, give it a pacifier, feed it some fruit. I don't care what it takes. I want it quiet. <laughs> But a lot of a lot of women read these books where it's saying, you know, sometimes your baby's just frustrated and then he needs to cry it out. No, I don't believe that at all. But I, I believe that a baby cries. True, they can cry out of frustration, but they want to be comforted at that point to me. To me. That's my opinion. So you pick them up, you carry them. Oh, if you carry them, you're going to spoil them. Well, let them be spoiled because guess what? They're going to leave me when they turn 18 anyway. I want them to eventually come back. So maybe they'll think about, you know, all the times mama held them or whatever. But fathers have just, the, they have the same role as a mother. But fathers aren't trusted to take care of babies. You know what? I hate on TV how they always when it's time for the dad turn to take care of the baby and they don't have no idea and they came they came and get to load a you know pack a bottle or they don't know how to change a diaper oh my god and they like getting i hate that that annoys me so bad i change more diapers than probably the moms have you know what i'm saying because it's <laughs> it's crazy like i hate how they you know the mr mom shit where the, the guy struggles with making food and he doesn't know how to use the oven and he burns up everything and he does not work where's the clothes how do you put this on and that i hate that so much i hate that stereotype that dads don't know what to do with kids because it's it, not it that might, hard but it's not necessarily <laughs> a stereotype because think about a lot of the men that you see in these shows and movies and stuff their mothers have hovered over them and taking care of them like they they'll come over and clean this woman's house you know the man will be married or whether the mother will come over she'll clean oh she doesn't know how to clean she doesn't dust she doesn't do this oh let me do your laundry they've been babied their whole lives and it's not necessarily their fault my children seven years old you're old enough to stand at the sink you're old enough to wash a dish 10 years old, you're old enough to read. You can read the directions on the washing machine. This is how you do it. You go here, here, and here. You know, so my sons know how to cook for their children. They all know how to clean. They know how to vacuum and dust and all this, that, and other. But you can't expect that out of men who've been taken care of their entire lives. And a lot of men are like that. Their mothers will intervene and interject themselves into their son's married life. So even when their wives try to show them, this is how you make a bed or this is how you do laundry. The mother will be like, no, 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 no. He doesn't do that. He doesn't like his sandwiches this way. He doesn't. I just told my son's girlfriend the other day. She's like, well, I don't ever know what he wants to eat. Whatever you put on the table, that's what he going to eat. <laughs> I was raised different. I was the youngest, so by the time I reached, I would say third and fourth grade, my mom was like, "You know what? I'm tired. So I'm gonna show you how to cook. I'm gonna show you how to clean. I'm gonna show you how to do your own laundry. So you're not gonna need me or any other woman to do stuff for you." 
<laughs> exactly. She showed, me she showed me how to iron, do laundry, do all that stuff. And it served me well because I don't – I cook better than most of the women I've been with. I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I have. And I know how to clean up after myself. I know how to do my own laundry. I don't – I don't like people doing my laundry because the one time I, every time I let somebody do my laundry, they do it crazy and they bleach my colors. They, you know, do stupid shit. And it's like, no, don't touch my laundry. I'll do my own laundry. I'll do my own this. I'll cook for myself if you, you know, I'll cook. You know what I'm saying? You want to do the dishes? You can do the dishes. I'll cook. You know what I'm saying? We just work on a deal. You know, that type of thing. So I guess I'm different. You know, I'm good with my kids. I mean, they, tell you I you know never had any mishaps or anything crazy like that where I didn't know how to pull a diaper. I was scared to change the diaper or some bullshit like that. So <clears throat> like I said, I've been cooking for myself since I was in fourth grade. So I could cook for them. But you're different. <laughs> you were raised different. A lot of men, the majority of men are not raised that way. Their mothers do everything for them even after they're married. I would not have the gall to walk into my son's home and try to clean up after his wife and say, oh, you're not doing that. Y'all worked that out. Y'all paid rent over there. I don't care what goes on. Over there. But he was very like, he was like you. He's very involved in his kids' lives and, and, you know, know how, knew how to change. But he had to be shown how to change a diaper. But so did she. Exactly. That's the thing. It's like, you're a new parent, too. Don't act like you buried in me because you right. read one simple-ass book. <laughs> Don't act like you buried in me. Exactly. You didn't know how to change. I didn't know how to change a diaper when my daughter came into And my daughter was, like, born prematurely. So she was two pounds lighter than she should have been. She was four pounds, nine ounces when she was born. So she's teeny, tiny little baby. I'm like... What do I do with this? I didn't know how to change a diaper. I didn't know how to give a baby a bath. I didn't know how to feed a baby. I didn't know how to do any of that. See, and that goes something else because, um, like I said, I was the youngest, and my brothers are a little bit older than me. So my brother had a daughter when I was in I was in like fourth, fifth grade, and I would watch her on the weekends while he, he would have to work first shift on Saturdays. He would have her Friday night and first shift. I would watch her, take care of her, change diapers, feed her, you know what I'm saying, bath if I needed to, and I would take care of my niece, and I love my niece to death. I don't talk to her that much anymore, but I love her. I love her to death. But So I had that experience growing up with kids already. So by the time I had my own, I was like, oh, I know how to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I took care of this with Brittany. But, they, of course, they got a monkey wrench doing, but I had twins, so it wasn't the same. So I had two of them, you know. But I knew how to take care of kids. It was double duty, but you knew what you was doing. Right. I knew what I was doing. Yeah. See, I was an only child. I had nothing. I had I had Barbie dolls. I didn't even like the ones that, you know, like the Betsy Wetsy dolls or whatever that you're supposed to change or whatever. I didn't like them because they had those eyes that open and close, and I didn't trust those dolls. So, <laughs> so I had nothing. I mean, I, like I said, I had my mother. She didn't shove a bunch of books at me. She showed me, this is how you bathe the baby. 
This is that you hold the baby's head like this. You, you, you know, she showed me. She didn't let me get away with anything. And I thank her for that because it felt like a punishment at the time. And it probably was a punishment at the time for getting pregnant when I did. But mm-hmm. um, she did me a service by showing me how to take care of my child. And I passed that knowledge right on to her father because I didn't make this child by myself, but I didn't assume he should know it either. I'm like, this is how you change the baby's diaper because I expect you to change as many diapers as I do. But a lot of first time mothers don't do that. They just claim the child is theirs and assume the father's just an idiot and doesn't know how to do anything. And that's not fair. I hate that stereotype. <laughs> I mean, but it, you said it's more not than, it's, fair. Yeah. Because you're not, you're not, you might be technically an idiot because you haven't raised a child or, or been around children. But she, like you said, she doesn't know everything either. You're learning together. And as long as you don't drop it. <laughs> you're pretty much doing a good job you know it's kind of hard to screw up changing a diaper although my daughter's father did put her diaper on backwards but i didn't say a word i didn't say a word did he figure it out afterward or he did but the time he put it on backwards i didn't say a word because he changed her diaper and that's what needed to be done at the time so i just shut up it was like she got on a clean diaper it might be backwards but who cares she'll pee in a couple hours and i'll just change it and we'll forget about it ever happened you know but why why tear him down when he was trying Mm -hmm. because he didn't harm the baby in any way it didn't kill her that the diaper was on backwards and that's what's frustrating about the show because he just gave the baby some carrots right and but, she was going off like he gave the baby like some prime rib or something. I'm like, yo, it's fucking carrots. <laughs> it was mashed up carrots. Let them let he oh, doctors God. do that to mothers though. Doctors told me do not feed your child cereal, baby cereal, before six months of age. My daughter was down in eight ounce bottles of formula every two hours by the time she was four months old. I'm like, no, this child is hungry. I'm feeding it. (laughs) And so doctors are the ones that put that in mother's heads. You can't give them. And then you have to start with bananas. And I'm like, lady, look, this child is hungry. She wants food. So I started feeding her food. By the time my daughter was six months old, she was eating baby food out of the jar. And I only did the fruits and vegetables. After that, I started making all of her stuff in the blender. And I did that with all three of my kids. I just, whatever we was cooking. To the fathers out there, if you're going to be a first-time father, you're going to make mistakes. But just stick with it. I mean, it's your baby. Don't... Don't get bullied out of thinking you don't know how to take care of your baby because it's your baby. I mean, it's crazy how, you know, 
she's a first time mom too. Don't make her think because don't let don't think because she read a book or see some Facebook post that she's a professional on it. She's not. She's not. She's just winging it too. You're both just winging it. You know, don't you know that you to the moms you're winging it too. Don't act like you some professional. Unless you got like four other kids, then okay, then the first time daddy shut the fuck up because you got four other kids, you know what you're doing. And if you got four other kids, you already gonna know. Oh, okay, that ain't gonna hurt the baby. This ain't gonna hurt the baby. You know, you know what exactly. you know what's gonna happen. So, mm, yeah. that, it, it 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 that that show triggered a lot of people. It's been a lot of discussions and think pieces written about it, and I kind of felt. I felt the kind of way about it watching it because, yikes! You know what I'm saying? The that is your baby too. She did not yeah. make that baby alone, and she wants all this other support. You know, child support and pay for the medical bills, and pay for daycare, and pay for all this. You deserve as much bonding time with that child as she does, because that child is supposed to love you. As much as she loves, he or she loves the mother, because that is your child too. And if you haven't watched Insecure, I highly suggest watching Insecure. Like when it first came out, I tried to watch it. I couldn't get into it at the time, but I came back to it recently, and I've been been well, I've been watching the entire series up into the new episodes. That show is amazing. It's very well written. You have a lot of stuff you can relate to in in it because it's. It's black as hell. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's black, it's black as hell. Like, it's not over the top where they're like, yo, what's up? You know, that type of dumb shit they do on shows. It is black people that you hang out with that you know. You're going to relate. You're going to relate to somebody in the show. You're going to be like, oh, we have to have that same situation. And you're going to have a lot of, yeah. It's, it's, it's great to watch. I'm like, I'm probably going to watch the whole series all over again once this, you know, because it's the last season right now. So, can shock start season one, episode one, watch it, and I'm pretty sure, like, yo, she reminds me of me. You know, I'm pretty sure you're going to find a character on there. I 100% guarantee you will. Oh, there's a, a, a video game playing psychopath on this show. <laughs> yep. Now, nah, what? No, you'll probably, you're probably relate to, no, you're going to relate to Issa because she's kind of awkward in situations when, you know, in public and stuff, so. You're gonna to relate to that, so yeah, exactly. So give it a shot. That's probably true. Give it, a, give it, a, give it a try. I mean, thousands, millions of people can't be wrong. <laughs> I, like I made the, no judgment on the show, so <laughs> it's like one of the number one black shows right now. It says uh, BMF, which is also amazing. I don't think you'll get into BMF that much, so. I, where are these? Where are these showing? <clears throat> Insecure is on uh, HBO Max. Okay. You have that because you got every channel possible, which is crazy. But you know, stream it. Started season one, episode one. Just watch it, and I'm pretty sure you're like, "Yo, this is crazy." Yeah, you'll, you'll text me like, "Oh, this sounds good. I like this show." And I'm gonna try, I'm turn it on. Hmm. I mean, what else are you watching? Turn off the news right, for, for a couple Right days. now, nothing. Yeah, news. 
I'm looking for a new show to watch. You know, I'm. Um, yeah, Slim Pickens. You got to watch The Harder They Fall too. The what? The Harder They yeah. Fall. The Black Western on Netflix. No, I don't like westerns at all. I don't it's, like cowboy hats or boots. I don't either, but it's a good. It's a good show. It's it, you know what you know what I don't like westerns, and my brothers could attest to this. If you if you're if you're in a if you're in the living room watching TV with my dad, you have to be careful when you change through the channels, because if you saw any western in one of the channels you changed through, he would make you stop and go back to it, and he would take over the TV. So let's say you was watching like Saturday morning cartoons, and you was like, "Yo, this is a good one. Let me check." You know Nickelodeon real quick, and you go past a, a western, you had to stop and let him watch the western. You had Nickelodeon when you were a kid watching cartoons. That's cute. No Nickelodeon back in the day, Nickelodeon wasn't cartoons though. Don't you remember it was you can't do that on television shows like that. You That's remember that? I, no, I don't. I was probably an adult by then. At least a teenager. No, this is at early 80s. Teen- this is early I 80s. I was at least a teenager by then. I forget how old you are sometimes. All right. <laughs> Saturday morning cartoons for me was actually Saturday morning cartoons. Bugs Bunny, Roadrunner, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, because, okay, I'm trying to think. I don't care what you say. The 80s are the best Saturday morning cartoons. They don't have Saturday morning cartoons anymore. I know they killed them all off. It it broke my heart. Cause just remember, they used to have the the Friday night when the new season starts, the Friday night preview show, when it talks about all the new Saturday morning cartoons coming on the next day. You don't remember that? I told you I was a teenager by then. I was watching no, Friday night comedy no, shows no, and Saturday Night Live in the early eighties. No. Yes. Okay. I, I was a teenager by then. No, because my brother used to watch it with me and get excited. And we'd get up in the morning and watch the, the cartoons. I thought I heard gunshots. Um, uh, but no. You should have been ducking. <laughs> no, it's, it's I'd have been off screen by now. <laughs> it was from a distance, so I wasn't worried. So... That's my suggestions. Uh, Harder they fall. Insecure. BMF. Uh, what else? Any suggestions? Things to watch? You catch anything new? No. I'm still waiting for Stranger Things. I stopped watching that after season one. After season two, because I was like, mm. this wasn't feeling it anymore. You missed so much. I might come back to it one day, you know. I had to come back to stuff. Yeah, I got to sit and flick through because I know I've missed a lot of... I know on HBO Max, at least, I've missed quite a few movies that I should have seen. Suicide Squad, you watched that? Mm Mm-hmm. I have Oh, 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 oh. Friday. Um, This Friday? Yes. The Venus and Serena Williams movie about their dad comes out. Yeah, I've been seeing commercials about that. <clears throat> they have been promoting that like crazy. So 
it's the story how their dad started taking them to play tennis and made to train them to be one of the great tennis players. But it leaves out the negative stuff. Do you know about the negative stuff that he did? Mm, please don't tell me there's anything icky. No. Okay. Well, it depends on what you call icky. <laughs> so, apparently, he he was married. He had he had a wife and kids. I don't know if he, he I think he had two kids. One day he just ups and says, well, he just ups and leaves them. He left them. Divorces. I don't know if he got divorced the mom or not, but he left the, He left them. He left them two kids and went and met Venus Serena's mom, and then married her and had Venus and Serena, and another little girl. So he's not the perfect angel they try to make him out to be. So basically, they say he has a lot of kids all over. Well, how does that make him not an angel? Maybe that relationship just wasn't working. You're right, but I mean. That don't, that don't make him, I mean, if he didn't take care of those kids afterwards, that would make, okay, if he didn't do that, then that makes him a bad person. But just because he left, no, he didn't doesn't take care mean, of old kids. Well, he left then, and a whole new family, like, oh, this is it. I like it here better. I'm, okay, yeah, be okay, I'm chopping this up. Then that's, that's not a good person because you're not supposed to abandon your kids. You can abandon your wife. I know that for a fact. <laughs> but don't abandon like your kids. Huh? Like Harlem Knights. <laughs> Put your mother on the phone. Hey, I'm never coming home again. <laughs> All right, I remember from Harlem Knights is you shot me in my picket. <laughs> it's a classic fucking movie right there. I love that movie. I will watch that movie any day of the week. But um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, okay. Then he was. Then there's some parts they left out, and because the movie is supposed to be about Serena and Venus, right? Mm-hmm. Then that's why they left that part out because all they need to to show about him is the introduction of him into their life. They don't want to get into why he got there. Well, he's a he's a real dad. I'm just saying that. No, I'm just saying that they left his previous story out because that's not relevant to their story. Okay. You think it is? It's not. I'm just just saying, like, because, you know, when they first started promoting the movie, of course, Twitter, (laughs) people was showing the receipts. I was like, oh, yikes. (laughs) I was like, things you never knew. Like, his, his... his first daughter was like doing interviews and talking about how she never knew her dad and you know how hurt it was seeing him raising his whole family on TV and see him with them and being the best dad in the world to them and she never you know barely knows him. It's like yikes! Uh, I mean, can you imagine if you if your dad was no part of your life and to see them getting praised and they making movies about him about being a great dad and like I don't. I don't even know that man. You know what I'm saying? I would doubt, you know, that would be crazy. I I couldn't imagine, huh? (laughs) Couldn't imagine. Well, you know, I can't because I can see it from both sides. She feels like he abandoned her, which he did. 
Mm-hmm. But maybe is you know it shouldn't have been bigger than her, but maybe it is bigger than her. He just couldn't come to a place of reasoning with her mother. But that doesn't mean he should have abandoned her. But that doesn't mean he has to be a bad father to other children he had. However, I'm going to quantify that statement too. Once he saw the potential in them, maybe that's why he was such a good father. So it could go either way. He could be like, I want to get rid of this baggage and, oh, here goes some baggage that can make me some money. But, you know, I'm not saying he's a great guy and he did abandon her, but that doesn't mean he had to be a bad father to them because he abandoned her. I can understand why she would be hurt, but that don't mean he's got what? What you mean, stop? That doesn't mean he. I said it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said stop. It's a tough situation. It's it's a tough situation for her. I think it was monetary for him. I've always thought that about their father. Even before I saw the the movie, and I I didn't know nothing about the other kids, I always thought it was monetary for him. Well, yeah, you just don't up up and say you guys are gonna learn tennis. <laughs> I mean, it's just weird. It's like, what what did he see to say hmm, tennis? You know, what I'm saying what did he see? I don't think age? he did. I think they got interested in it. That's just like my son when he came home and said, I want to be on the wrestling team. I was like, you want to who what? <laughs> I just never thought of my son as wanting to be on a wrestling team. My son was a football player. I mean, most football players, you get better when you do wrestling because wrestling teaches you a certain discipline. And uh, wrestling, tip, wrestling taught me a lot from wrestling and playing football. It made, it made me a better football player, honestly. Maybe it, I guess it made him a better one too, but the thing that always bugged my son is you see my son, he's tall. People always ask him, You play basketball? <laughs> and I could in my mind see him physically chucking a basketball at him saying, No, he hates basketball. He I mean he likes to play it on the video games and he likes to watch it, but he doesn't like to play it. And just because he's tall, people assume he plays basketball. He's like, no. My other son I'm is a bowler. The same thing. <laughs> people are like, you play basketball? No, I suck at basketball. Catch well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that about you because you're you're bigger than my son. My sons are skinny, so you know, tall and skinny basketball. Tall, your size football. I would always assume you played football. I didn't even know you wrestled, but. You know, my younger son is a bowler. <laughs> he goes bowling like every week. Really? He's got like his own little ball and he's got his own little spin thing that he does when he, you know, wants to <laughs> hit a strike or whatever. He's a good bowler. So I got a bowler, football player, a football player, wrestler, and track team. that all hit me out of left field. I was like, um, okay. I mean, you never know what you never know what they'll get into. Like, 
<coughs> I mean, you just got to let them know, hey, whatever you want to go try, go do it. And just yeah, because you keep happens. saying, let's play tennis. And I'm like, mm, I'm scared to play tennis with you because I'm scared you're going to hit the ball too hard. I'm not gonna hit the ball. I mean, I'm not gonna go out there and try to spike it at you. I'm we just gonna, you know, back and forth a little bit. That's all it is. But every, there's a person I guess that plays on a tennis team, maybe because every morning I hear him at eight o'clock. I hear him out there playing, and I'm like, so. But yeah, you're right. You never know what kids gonna come up with. I mean, you got to be one to try new things. I'm always trying new things. I try rugby. I try tennis. I even try roller derby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I try different shit. And I suck at skating. And so, you know, I'm too far gone in my life to try to learn, you know, reform my body to do skating. I don't know about reform my body, but I like to watch roller derby. (laughs) And I don't know where I can find it on, like, David, <laughs> I used to love roller derby when I was. <coughs> I would say support the local league, but I don't support them, so we're not gonna get into that. Well, we do an icebreaker at our um, coordinators meeting, and the the icebreaker question was: If you could do an Olympic sport, you know that you had trained for or whatever and had the ability for what would it be and everybody's like oh i do skiing i do that i was like i do hammer throwing and they were like yeah we can see that michelle (laughs) that's that's different (laughs) oh but it looks so fun okay i gotta go all right i want to thank everybody for watching make sure you give the video thumbs up subscribe repost it you know leave a comment Give us a review. All that good stuff. Let us know what you think. You can find me, Roz underscore Mix, on all social medias. That's Roz underscore Mix. On YouTube, it's just Roz Mix. Subscribe to the channel. Let me know. Watch some videos. Uh, you can find Kinshock at Kinshock29 on Twitter. Follow her. Send her a message. Ask her about the wigs. Like I always say, ask her about the wigs. Uh, anything else you want to say before we head out? I would like to hear from some first-time fathers, please. First time fathers, let us know what you think in the comments. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. All right, we are out. Have a good one.